The other night, while preparing for this episode, I happened across one of those movies that anytime it's on, I have no choice but to watch the rest of it. We all have those movies, right? In this case, the movie in question was Apollo 13. After all, it has everything. Drama, heroism, and rooms full of fellow nerds doing what they do best. I happened to tune in just in time for the scene where the crew of the so far undamaged Apollo 13 were broadcasting mid-mission back to Earth, only to have their families discover that major TV networks hadn't even picked up the broadcast. You see, at this point in the story, Apollo 13's mission had allegedly become, dare they say, business as usual. In a very different set of stakes, some parallels can be drawn to this week's show. Seemingly every year around this time, a California-based gadget creator calls upon press, influencers, and loyal followers to see the latest metal and glass slab to adorn the pockets of countless millions in just a few weeks' time. It represents an annual cycle of production, logistics, and sales undertaking never before seen on this scale on the planet. Trillions of components, thousands of workers, and a globe encircled in deliveries. But for many, might we say, it's become business as usual. You've no doubt guessed, we're talking about Apple's fall iPhone announcement event, where we were treated to a sorta new watch, a really new watch, and a phone with some dynamic takes on a few well-known ideas. Underneath the sheen of we've been here before though, something just a little bit different is in the air. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. And I'm Eric Sargent. And we are here to cover this year's Apple iPhone event. Oh, I mean, I guess it was the iPhone event. Is, is there fall product hard, yeah. hardware launch event? It's the, the, the problem it's the is September we know there's another that one. have every year. The, yeah. that, that's a better way of saying the September yeah. event. I, I guess jumping right in as we're wont to do Mm -hmm. i'm used to thinking about it as an iphone event but i have many many thoughts on how that's maybe not as true anymore but i also don't want to just call it the apple fall event because you know jumping ahead a little bit it's it seems all but certain there's another event four to six weeks out that's going to be more centric on ipads and several other devices that are likely to possibly going into the holiday shopping season yeah so but anyway, yes, we're, I mean, we, we have plenty to talk about and a window to do it, and we're going to try and not go too crazy ridiculous over today. Ha, ha, ha. Um, <laughs> do our best. We do, but we do have some serious ground to cover. And Eric, you know, a little inside the pod, pre-pod, whatever you want to call it, I mean, you and I were obviously chatting about this event because it happened a few days ago. We're, yep. we're recording this on Friday of the week that uh, it was announced on Wednesday, Wednesday. on the 7th. So um, today happens to be the day that several of these devices go up for pre-order. Um, but I don't, I'm going to just go ahead and get out ahead of it. It There are many things at this event that I'm excited. I'm just going to go ahead and say there's many things in this event I'm going to end up buying. But I also hate to say, because it makes me sound like a terrible person, that doesn't mean I'm necessarily all in on some of the things we on saw things coming out yeah. coming out of this event. Yeah, so. me either. I, it was, it was a, I'm, I'm going with lukewarm for this event. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about certain things because some of my technology is aging at this point. So sure. I have a phone that's now three generations old and, you know, I have the last generation AirPods. I have a watch that's three generations old now. So it's, right. you know, it's around time that I normally start to get the itch to refresh. It's upgrade my cycle time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but again, like you said, there's some stuff I'll definitely end up with, but there's, you know, I'm not floored with it. Like it's revolutionary. Like I am sometimes. So, yeah. 
So Apple had their, you know, what they deemed their far out event. And I I thought it made the most sense to more or less go in the order in which they were announced. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. As we watched, um, you know, they they got everybody back together in the Steve Jobs Theater. You know, they they brought everybody out to Cupertino. And what I thought was interesting, though, was like Tim Cook, for example, took the stage at the beginning Mm -hmm. in person. But then it went straight into right. They, they infomercial were style. They were basically they brought everybody together in the Steve Jobs Theater to show them the same thing that we watch remotely. Right. Like they didn't have a live show other than Tim announcing it, and that was it. And then he walked off stage and played the movie. Yeah, and, and without going too deep into Apple's you know announcement, I don't know cadence, it really feels like they're having a hard time. And I I also understand COVID's not gone. Like there, there are still, but you got everybody together in a room. Tim Cook stood in that room for more than 30 seconds. You know what I mean? It's so they bothered to get everyone together. So I do believe there's at least a certain amount of this that Apple is reticent to give up the hugely controlled environment that is a pre-recorded announcement. No, no because there's no on yeah, no, no on stage issues on stage and yeah, all yep. that kind of stuff. Yep. You know, they can do all the fancy flyovers and production stuff and just I I, I get it. But I'm also a little sad because I and this is not just an Apple thing, this has been a pandemic thing. I miss live announcements. There is something unique to the technology industry and those types of announcements. It's unlike and yeah. for me anyway, any other business out there and how they announce and release their products. And I mean that including the onstage oopsies and the stuff that just sure. doesn't work as intended. It, it makes it the products feel real. More. Exactly. Yeah. It makes and the companies feel real. The, the the only thing that I don't miss about that is the applause after every other sentence. Yeah, except they still did that anyway during most of the announcement. Yeah, it was just okay, you know, but but yeah. anyway, yeah. I mean, the, and they, there was a couple of laughs actually, I think, where Apple didn't want them, and we'll get to that as we go well, through the thing. Well, yeah. So, so <laughs> but anyway, our... starting with uh, Apple Watch, right? Yes. So that's so what I meant earlier by, you know, it's, I can't really call this the iPhone event anymore, is it? iPhone was just one of many, one of many players, one of many stars. And as we'll get to in the wrap up in a little bit, maybe not the star of the show yeah. at least. And I don't, and I even mean for them. So with I the almost, watches, I almost feel like it was more about a couple of the features than it was about the devices themselves is that's and we'll true. Get, and we'll get to that as we roll into it. But yeah, the, the watches they announced first, they started with the series eight, I think. Yes. Which is just just yep. the, you know, the upgrade to the base model. It's and, the logical successor to the Apple Watch we all know and more or less love at yep. this point. And I mean, I, I really, I can barely be coy with the more or less because it's hard to argue. It's the smartwatch people own. I mean, yeah. that, that that's just, that. that's not an Apple fan thing. That is a numbers thing. There is growing competition out there, as we just talked about in our last episode, a lot of that coming from Samsung. Samsung yep. And we know Google's got the Pixel Watch coming. And then you know, there are some more highly specialized types of smartwatches that we'll get into here in a minute, but really taking the smartwatch category as a whole, it is a roost that Apple very much rules up to this point. That's not, I wouldn't call it universal dominance in that it's insurmountable. I do think over time, because we love competition here, that competition is going to grow. Yeah. But and I also has no think other that, way to go. I don't think so. Right, but here and now we're very much seeing a Apple 
yeah a- apple run show pun very much intended when it comes to the, to the smartwatch industry so yeah. the eight is the one that everyone's going to get for christmas this year just, yeah, plus exactly. just again keep calling it what it is it's i it is a genuine upgrade i will say it wasn't it wasn't the upgrade i want many people yeah. yourself <laughs> included wanted yeah. um Starting point, starting price point at three ninety nine. It's you know going to yep. launch with Watch OS nine. You know all the stuff you expect, and it's all the the things you again expect to see in these upgrades. Yep. There's an LTE one for a hundred dollars more. Um, you know it's got all your W and U chips in it for all the you know the, all the crazy location and um, you know directional stuff. Um, they they really went you know double down on uh, the new temperature sensors that have yeah, come to the did. platform. Yep. What that can do for a lot of you know very specific types of health tracking. This is a health device and they're, and they're not and they're being really coy about that, that. Yep. yes and they're, yeah they're not being coy about it at all they they will say it is a health device um estimated battery life of 18 hours i'll be the first one to say still not where i want to see that number nope it's it's yeah. just it's just not um it, it needs to be double that on the on the eight and we'll and we'll get right. there but you know it's not coming fast enough on the base model eight so i don't know we'll, yeah we'll see it, oh i mean 24 hours would be good a full day a full day would be would be a goal for them to shoot for but it just feels like you and, know with the size limitations i feel like they're having trouble yeah and, and and i will say though because apple historically not always but his historically very conservative with their battery estimates when they when they quote these things i will say as a you know i've been wearing i've been had eh, <laughs> i've had one on my wrist since series zero at this mm-hmm. point um i own other smart watches but my apple watch is my daily driver and has been since the beginning um the, the series seven that i'm literally wearing right now i can go through it i do i should put the caveat i do not wear it to bed i've just i've, right. I've tried yeah. it many times i will never be a wary smart watch to bed person it's yeah. a comfort thing for me mm-hmm. um it's not that i don't find the data interesting i'm a big numbers person but it's a comfort thing while i sleep um not wearing it while I sleep. If I forget to put on a charger or we go away for the weekend and I forget to bring a charger as I have done many times, um, it will not make it a weekend. Don't mistake what I'm saying there, but it, mine will make it safely into the next day, Mm. usually into about mid morning before I'm full black screen. I, uh, I wear, I wear a a series five right now. So like I said, I'm like three generations behind. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's three years old at this point, three, four years old, whatever it is. And I'm, I put it on at about four thirty-five o'clock in the morning when I get up and it's, right. it's at like single digit percentage battery when I'm going to bed at like nine 30 at night. Yeah. So, you know, it's a long day, but it's not, you know, it's still faster than I'd like. I'd like to have more yeah. than that. So I uh, couldn't I, wear it to bed without right. putting it on the charger for a while. Right. first. So in my real world use, the series seven at least is about a 30 hour battery. But I'm yeah. probably I'm safely in the bottom half of regular use where I, for example, I do have always on display turned on. As everyone knows at this point, I tend to have my brightness levels about as high as they'll let you do with most right. of these things. Yep. But I am also not a big notifications person. I have I've, again been using an Apple Watch for bordering on a decade at this point since there's been one. And um I have spent a lot of that time very closely curating what notifications make it all the way to my wrist. And that's, that's been something I've spent a lot of time on. It's just part of my personal kind of that whole digital well-being story. We all talk about too much. Like I, I am a very big, I am not capable of separating myself from the information once it's in front of me. So I've spent a lot, I put a lot of effort over recent years into doing my best to control 
what of that stuff makes it all the way into my you know present yep. mind well, as it sense. were. Yeah, I do the so, same thing. Yeah, I've, I've as, as a, a result, yeah, as a result though, I do not get you know, a hundred Twitter notifications an hour. I don't get, yeah, I'm, I'm on the side. I'm not a big social media person in general, so I'm not getting any kind of Facebook or TikTok or any of that kind of stuff. So it's right. really iMessages from people that I want to get them, emails that are specific to my work account, you know, weather and travel related notifications, things like that, um, that are not super frequent. So that could feed into my battery story as well. But anyway, that was a big rabbit hole, just saying 18 hours stated. Um, but that said, my hope was to your point, if they had stated 24 hours, my hope would have been that maybe just maybe I could have eked through most of one of those weekends, especially weekend. kicking yep. into lower low power mode if I forgot a charger or whatever. But that's just not the yeah. case. And not this is an apples to apples comparison, very, very much pun intended. Mm -hmm. Um, that the Galaxy Watch Galaxy Watch Pro 5 from uh from last week's episode that I've been wearing more and more since then, I am very confident. I could go a weekend with, in fact, I, I guess I should just, you know, not beat around the bush. I did it last weekend. Um, yeah. I took that watch with me up to Atlanta for dragon con and, um, made it through. Um, I, I brought both watches. Um, mm -hmm. so I wasn't wearing it all the time, but it was on all the time and getting notifications all the time. Cause that the phone that it's connected to spent most of the time in the room if I wasn't carrying it. With the, with and the watch, yeah. okay. so it was doing the thing and I charged it right before leaving. And it was, I think right around 15% on Monday morning. Wow. So okay. call it what it is. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, the true apples to apples comparison will come here in a minute when we transition off the, uh, the series eight. So uh, back to the series eight though, it remains the watch that everyone's going to end up yeah. getting for the most part. Um, the other big thing beyond the temperature sensor, I noticed they spent quite a bit of time on the new crash detection stuff. Yes. And that was one of the features that I talked about them leaning into was they really seemed absolutely very excited about that. They put a new high G force accelerometer into the, yep. into basically all the devices that they're, that yep. they announced. So they do crash detection now, like car crash detection. And yep. they even showed a video later on with them doing a crash test with, <laughs> with the device in the car. So it was, they uh, did. Am I the only one that noticed too, that I, I this is going to sound awful. I'm not making light of anything that would require the use of crash detection. This is actually, I do think a hugely valuable feature that could save lives. Like yeah, that's absolutely. a big, that's a big deal. Yes. But some of the like animations they used, like the, the actual like icon notification, like for something as dire as this is the thing that's going to call an ambulance. If you run into yeah. a power pole, some of the animation stuff, made me chuckle at times where I'm like, Ooh, that was not a good moment for me. Like that was right. not, 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 <laughs> not, not a cool move, John. I should, I should not be laughing at this. Yes. Um, but that was really mo for me, unless you saw anything else, most of the big stuff around the, I mean, the, the, the yeah. screen is bigger and that mean, is one millimeter bigger than the series eight. Okay. Yeah. You, so it is you touched on it. You touched on it for a second. Um, yeah. but you know, they, they put the new, um, the new sensors in there and everything, but yes. the, one of the other things that they talked about, what and I, and I mentioned the thirty-six hour battery thing. You bet you touched on the low power thing. So they they have a new right. low power low mode, power mode, and they say with it in low power mode, you should be able to get thirty-six hours of battery life. And I think it turns off the always on display. It limits notifications to specific things that you set. It basically does what you do with your watch with the flip of a button for people right. who get more notifications. Normally they can flip that button at 50% power or whatever. And so, and the amount of time they can use the watch. So 
Yes, and I'm going to be that guy for a second, though, because they did talk about that like it was a feature of the watch. That right. is coming to all supported Apple Watches right. as a software update. Yes, yeah, which is great. No, I'm, I'm happy <laughs> no, that, that it, is. It is, yeah. it is great because that would have been a very arbitrary thing to do to lock because that is absolutely a function of software. Not, yes, I'm definitely. sure the newer chip has some extra low power stuff for it, but at the end of the day, everything described there is a software item, and uh, that is – Again, taking a quick side note on Apple in general, something they continue to do for the most part very, very well, which mm-hmm. is bring the solely software-driven features down to as many of their previous models as I think is reasonable. Yeah. Obviously, you can't bring stuff down to a Series 1. You know I mean? That, that's right. just... That, yeah. that's not reasonable but yes, I, I do like that anything that's supported by watch os 9 is going to get more and more of those benefits from that software so and then the the next one they talked about was the watch se which is basically the same upgrade that they do every year they they put the same chip that's in the eight into <laughs> the se and then limited the features on it so it doesn't have like the um what is it ECG and it doesn't, you know, th- those kind yeah, of, it, it doesn't have the U one chip. It's just yeah. it, here. I, I hate to, it. doesn't have the bigger screen. I should say it has yeah. the screen size from the series seven, yep. but I, I hate to pose it up this way, but here I almost wish they would start announcing the SE first because it, it right. cracks me up every time because it's like, here's the new Apple watch and everything you're going to love about it. Oh, by the way, here's this definitely crappier watch but if you don't want to spend the money on this other one right we've got this one for they, you like they lean, it shouldn't be in the same breath yeah they lean heavily into like this is the watch for your kid when they don't have a cell phone right or if it's your first apple watch and you're dipping your toe into the water this yep. is the one you go with like they're it's their intro watch yeah. it's basically if your mom is still price. wearing that timex from 1988 yeah. and you know it's time to get her a smart one maybe start here like yeah, that kind exactly. of move yeah so that leads us into the the big boy. The um, big boy, in a literal <laughs> sense, the, yeah. the big boy. Um, there's no other way to say it. The Apple Watch Ultra. Um, yep. That that that's a move. Calling it Ultra, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm yep. just gonna I'm just gonna come out swinging. That that is a move to call it the Ultra. Um, it is Apple's direct shot at many brands, but let's go ahead Garmin, and again call yeah. what is Garmin. It's, it's yep. a shot at Garmin. Um, is it a one-to-one comparison? I'm also going to get this out of the way. No, in my opinion, no. I'm not one of those Garmin people. Many, many, many close friends of mine are, and they all are healthier than me as a result of it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there just seems to be that correlation, right? You've always got that friend. It's like, I yeah. hate you a little bit. I mean, I'm so glad you're in my, my life. But anyway, um, the Ultra is... It's big, and I don't necessarily mean the watch, but I do mean the watch. So let's let's go through it. it. This is the most confounding product, not necessarily in a bad way, but easily one of the most confounding products I've seen from Apple in a long time. It is a massive, no other way to describe it, massive slab of titanium and sapphire crystal yeah. strapped to your wrist for a starting price of $7.99. Yeah, I shouldn't it, say that for a price of seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. There's just there, the one. Yeah, yep. yeah. Is a flat, which that was smart. I, I will say that was the right move. Um, yeah, tearing so. the heck out of this product, I think, would have massively overcomplicated getting people on board. Um, this is the beginning of Apple's slow, steady march towards getting getting more money out of the watch line. I don't think going back to people you see on the street wearing an Apple watch. When was the last time you saw someone not in a full suit wearing a stainless steel Apple watch? Right. Yeah. 
Never. I, I, seriously, I think about meetings I go to. I see people wearing the stainless steel Apple Watch in meetings with law firms, CPA yep. firms, and that might be it. No, really, like the going back to the watch everyone buys, it is the three ninety nine, four forty nine aluminum, aluminum. Yep. rubber band. You probably bought some third party bands on Amazon because you don't want to pay Apple two hundred dollars for some aluminum links like that. Yep. You know that that's the watch people are buying. And don't get me wrong. Apple's still printing money by way of you doing that. I'm not want for fear of Apple's bottom line, but this is absolutely a move. The, the power move here, of it's $7.99. It's the one we're doing. Here's some bands. Go yeah. get it kind of thing. Um, that is as much a move to drag their average sale price up as anything else. Yeah. Um, and you're getting quite a bit for your money. There are There are more cost-effective options. I'm going to circle back to that Galaxy Watch Pro 5 here in a second, but we'll also circle back to all the things the Galaxy Watch Pro 5 can't do, like iMessage. Yes. All yeah, exactly. roads lead back to iMessage lock-in, and that's just that that continues yep. to be what are the what what are one of the main reasons I wear my Apple Watch during the workday because I get iMessages there. There's yep, no exactly. other way to to yeah. break it down. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah, even saying it's a good those. thing, oh. but it's the yep. reality of my life. That that's yep. you know that's how I get those. Yeah, and so, I mean they they did kind of a form factor change. It looks very similar. Um, it's got a lump on one side where they've added protection for the buttons, and I'm assuming yep. that adds to the waterproof rating. The reason they did that was it it helps them with because it, it's it's waterproof or water resistant, whatever you want to call it. It's dive capable to 40 meters, I think they said. Yep. Which is, which is, uh, I'm sorry, 50 meters, 50 meters. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it, and, that, and that's, and that's sort of like dive standard for those kind of watches, you know, yep. even the Garmin's and things. Uh, like I'm that. sorry. I'm all standard. over the place. You are right. It's 40 meters on dive. I was thinking about the water resistance to a hundred meters. Right. Um, but yeah, it's got the, the other, the, the dive stuff going on. There's, there's a lot going on with this watch though. And I guess we should start from the outside in. Cause you're right yeah. with the form factor. It's got, you know, the very, the protruded bump to the side. I think is also as much to protect the buttons while you're doing yes. active things active that my stuff, doctor tells sure. me I'm not allowed to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it adds a button to the left side of the, of the, of the body. Yeah. That they said so it's a got programmable a, button. Yes. So the whole idea. Yep. If you are, you know, going back to my Garmin wearing actually, you know, healthy friends, if you're starting your run every morning or your bike or your wall climb or whatever, you could pre-program it to just not have to navigate the menus to get there. You could just start your workout or any number of other things. For me, it would be, well, I guess it's time to, you know, walk my happy butt around the neighborhood four times to, yeah. you know, feel like I did something today. I could program, I could save myself three taps of getting into the exercise app and saying, start outdoor walk. Right. I could program that right to that button versus the others. And they did, they did a real interesting thing with the screen too. They've extended yes. The, the titanium, I guess, not the aluminum, up. Yep, titanium. So it surrounds yep. the edge of the glass. So there's no edge of the glass exposed, which is the biggest cause of cracks is, is knocking it, is. it against that edge. But that being said, I'm, to me, <laughs> it looks like they gave it a flat top haircut. I, I, I choose to call it the plateau. Right. And I, and I've, and I've dubbed it and I've dubbed it the Chet after because I'm old. So it, after the older brother in weird science, it looks yep. like that exact haircut that, that he had in that it's the Chet. It's, it's like a look a flat top haircut. And I mean, it's not bad. It's just, and, and I it, get it, why they did it. It's functional, but it just, it's just all it is to look at very it functional. I go back to this could have been accomplished. I think 
by giving us what you were looking for out of yes. this upgrade, mm-hmm. which was a flat-sided, a truly flat-sided Apple Watch that that brings over the industrial design language of the current generation of iPhones. Right. And that's that's what I was hoping for in the eight, but they just they just didn't get it. Keep dragging me along, man. They're just not doing it. Yeah, the, but the titanium rises all the way to the glass. I think it's also important to point out, though, that I keep saying glass. It's really it's that sapphire crystal, um, which makes it very very strong. Um, it is um, flat. The act, the actual yes. glass layer is is because there is a subtle but definite curve to the glass, almost a bubble shape to the glass on a regular Apple Watch. Yep. That this is a flat sheet with that aluminum around it. It I would imagine should make it quite quite strong yeah I, so. I would think so and honestly you know thinking about it it probably makes it a lot easier to throw a screen protector just over the glass that's true um, and and add an extra layer of protection there for very little cost for you if you're if you're really active and there's a chance it's going to get knocked against things that makes a whole lot of sense and it makes it a lot easier to do that because you know you get a screen protector on the one now it's plastic and you have to clip it around so that it curves around and it's just you know it's doable but it's annoying and i never want to do it so yeah, but personal preference. Uh, yeah, um, let's see a couple other. I mean, there's a lot to say on this watch because it's yeah. the new. I mean, let's just call it. It's the new, and it's the first. I guess saying truly new is a bit of a misnomer because it's it's an Apple Watch at the end of the day, yeah. but it's one of the newer categories Apple's dropped in quite some time. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's got a massive. I mean, we're talking millimeters here, but I just have to imagine it's a 49 millimeter display that's yeah. four millimeters larger than the largest series eight and five millimeters larger than the previous generation right. largest series and then the seven. Case, the one and then that the I case wear surrounding it is also larger. is larger in every direction. It is wider. It is taller. It is a if you're a fan of because I mean the, the chunky watch aesthetic is a real thing. Yeah, I'm one of those people now. Is one of the reasons why I love. I keep coming back to Samsung. Why I love the big galaxy watch pro five. Again, I'm not out there climbing mountains with that thing. I like it because I'm a larger guy. I have a big wrist, big arm, big hands. It, in my opinion, it looks properly scaled to me, but I'm also very much in the minority of people who right. naturally fit that it. aesthetic, but they're if also five friends or hundred pound person. It's going to, it's going to look sure. like they're wearing a wall clock on their wrists. So, but that said, one of my, one of my, Dearest friends from college, I got to see this last weekend. He is quite like, you know, I was like, you describing Dave? Um, he's, you know, that's, but he, he loves that aesthetic. Like I could, I could absolutely see him, you know, he wouldn't be caught dead wearing an Apple watch, but with that's a conversation <laughs> we have for, for when we have him on the show. But um, yeah, it, it's absolutely a thing. So that, that aesthetic is there. Um, but yeah, ma- massive display two th- up to 2000 nits of brightness. You love that's that. I know as double. soon as they announced that I was like, Oh man, John's going to be able to burn his retinas out with his watch. Now. I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> but it is, uh, it, it, it's a, going back to what this thing is made for. I could see direct that's going to help in direct sunlight. Call oh, absolutely. it what it is, yep. you know, be able to glance down and actually see what's going on in direct sunlight in you know, outdoor conditions. That's a big, big help. Um, it's also important to mention, you know, over, back over on the Apple Watch Series 8 side, we also have our normal, the, those base prices we talked about are strictly cellular. The $100 more gets you LTE. So the most, I should say, when comparing price, we do have to start not even at the $499, but at what I think is either the $549 or $529, the up, because the most direct comparison to this watch being as big as it is, is going to be the 45 millimeter series eight, which is up right. over $500. Um, is um, it, I thought it was just a hundred dollars more. I thought it, it was $399 that, or $499. That's for 41 millimeters. Oh, you're right. Okay. You see yeah. what I mean? So the yeah. most direct comparison is going to be the 45 millimeter, which is up over $500. Yep. Okay. So 
as close to apples to apples as we can get, we are looking at a less than $300 price difference between these devices because circling back to the ultra, there is no non-cellular option, right? Going back to this is a flat, flat offering cellular across the board, Bluetooth 5.3. I mean, the spec sheet reads on, I mean, there's a lot going on there with this device. Yeah. Um, it, it the, the titanium just i will go back to one one of the reasons why i fall into the trap of upgrading my apple watch every year isn't even necessarily because i'm having technical problems with it it's because my ocd can't handle screen and body cr- cr- um scratches yep. guess what my apple watch gets three to six minutes after i take it out of the box some kind of scratch or whatever because i'm, I'm moving around a lot i use my yep. hands as part of my job a lot um if because i haven't ordered it yet but we'll see um if i end up going the ultra route it's going to be as much about the durability as it is the rest yeah. of the spec I mean, sheet titanium changes a lot it changes the whole game and the sapphire crystal to get to get a sapphire crystal on a series eight you have to go up to the stainless steel version which yep puts the price on par with the ultra. We're, yeah. Already. You're, you're, you're in direct competition at that point And you, you know, if, it, if it's a, if it's an aesthetic thing, I get why you'd stick with the series eight. But if you're truly going back to apples to apples, feature for feature, when you're getting to that point, stainless steel and Sapphire, you're paying similar to same, if not more money for a smaller display, dimmer less screens, few, less less, yeah, yeah, just, mm-hmm. it, there's stainless steel at the end of the day, still not as strong as titanium. Last time I checked, like it's right. still not as resilient as this, as this device is. So there's just, there's a lot going on there that, that that's why I find this device so interesting. I'm not even saying good because I haven't used one yet, right. but I do find it interesting and I'm just going to go beat, not beat around the bush. I'm, I'm we've decided it here on the show. I'm just going to get that one. Cause I have to, go. um, <laughs> it, and it I'm probably going to get the eight because I need an upgrade, there, but and there I'm you not, go. And I don't, you know, don't need that huge thing, but you know, to touch on the, the battery thing, I talked about, you know, them trying to get to 36 hours on a regular charge with the series eight. That's what they did on this one. It gets 36 hours of battery life on a single charge for the ultra. And then if you put it in the low power yep. mode, it will get 60 hours, which is, you know, that's great. I mean, I get it. It's a much bigger watch. It has a much bigger battery in there. So well, and my genuine hope is that puts this now into the territory of that Galaxy Watch Pro 5, which believe me, one of the first things I'm going to be doing on delivery of this watch, it, mm-hmm. the timing is quite good and that it's likely to arrive very shortly before I have another out of town trip. I will bring the charger. My, my interesting challenge will be when do I actually have to put it on the charger yeah. um, and really, really see can I make it an entire weekend, an entire like in weekend. a normal use, um, my normal use, not everyone's normal use. And that's just, I, I think it's gonna be an interesting experiment. I, this watch has plenty going against it for a lot of people, but it has more going for it in the categories that I'm looking for. Yeah. The, the trade-off is I have to, you know, strap a massive chunky piece of titanium to my wrist. But again, I kind of think that's okay. Not everyone will, not by right. a long it's shot. Be and that's why for a lot of people, yeah, yeah. I mean, not, going, the going thing back that to I'd be worried about point. is on my on my wrist, my wrist shape, that extra bump on the side that's there to protect the digital crown and yep. everything. I, I'm pretty wrist. sure that would dig into my wrist when yep. I anytime I tipped my my hand up to grab something, whatever. I feel like it would. I've had watches oh. do that before, and I hate yep. it. So I have I'm thoughts go on the, typing with it. I've yeah. got a lot, but there there are things I will be trying 
minutes out of having yeah. it out of the box. Because I'm going to go to the right. Apple store and strap it on my wrist when, when they've got a yeah. there so I can play around with it and see what it does. But to touch on a couple features before we move on to the yeah. next thing, they, they've got, they also upgraded the GPS that has L1 and L5 GPS in it. Yes. For, for, you know, that kind of goes along with that adventuring thing. It puts it in par with the Garmin type watches and stuff. It's yeah. got much more precise GPS and you'll be able to get a good GPS signal in a lot more places where you wouldn't have been able to before, which is great. And then, you know, they, they're upgrading a lot of the software with it too. It, it gets like a lot of dive features. They talked about a lot of the features that it gets, you know, added on to it to, to make it compete with those garments and all that kind of stuff. And, yep. and they're all great if you use them, but for the majority of people out there, I mean, that's probably a lot not of those you. features are, yeah, are not yeah. going to get used, but you know, it's still much stronger, much longer battery life and, and a different aesthetic. And some people are, like you said, some people are looking for that aesthetic, which is, I'm, I'm glad that they're giving you that option to go that route when you, when you like those kind of things, rather than just like, here's our one style of watch. You can buy it cheap. You can buy it expensive. You can buy it even more expensive, but it all looks the same. They've at yep. least got something to differentiate it a little bit now. So. Absolutely. And I, I think we can bookend the Apple watch discussion with, uh, you know, one other nugget is going back to the SE real quick. Um, the SE did also finally bring the, it's, I can't believe I'm saying this, the watch series three has finally reached the true end of its for sale life. Um, believe it or not, you could still buy a new series that was still the cheapest watch option was the series three and the new se has a ended that that. once at once and for all so um that 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 needed and that one was pretty long in the tooth oh yeah so but uh, going to kind of an event timeline order that gets us out to their next announcement, which we will spend far less time on because yes. I hate to say it, there's far less to say. Yeah, um, almost nothing that, to say, really. That was the uh, yeah the AirPods Pro two, right? Um, long awaited. Like, yes. I don't know if people are necessarily clamoring for it, but going back to long in the tooth, I mean, I I had and used a set of AirPods Pro for quite a while. Um, they're they're good. a lot of people love them, but that kind of premium earbud category is rife with competition these days. Going back yes. to our, our, our big C word. Um, I was expecting more. I, I guess you, if you, if it sounds like I'm bumbling my words, because I am, I, I'm trying to phrase it correctly. I was expecting a bigger, I, I don't know what I wanted. That's, I guess the biggest thing. This is one of those instances where I wasn't sure what I wanted to see change, but considering the length of time between releases, I was just surprised at what is to all visual indications, the same device. There's yeah. more sizes of tip. Okay. They printed one more. more. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they printed more rubber inserts. So that that's cool. Um, the case itself relatively unchanged. They added a place to add a lanyard loop, which again, that's that's cool. They drilled some. They drilled a hole in the side of the plastic. Right. Like, I, I'm really not I trying to be that guy about the whole thing. Faster but, or something. Well, they, they but, added more charging options. It's still yeah. lightning, which fail horn, but yeah. we'll get back to that. Um, but you can now you can charge it with you know, a Qi charger or a MagSafe charger. Um, yeah. So there's like. Just, a number of, or an Apple watch charger. So that is at least nicer where, you know, if you happen to have an Apple watch charger, you can also just throw your AirPods on it. So it's like, and it'll do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all fine and good. The biggest thing that, that I was shocked about was that there was no form factor change at all. I mean, I expected something. 
yep. a, a, to change about it. The shape. This is the company. That, yeah, the, the, this is the company that famously said the only thing you have to do to sell more iPods is change the shape or the color or both. And then they did that for many, many, many years. And I, I guess let me slow down. I'm not campaigning for those meaningless iterative changes solely for the sake of selling more products. But on the flip side, I am also not a fan of being able to set down two generations of a device separated by multiple years and visually having to search for the differences between the two. Yeah. Yep. You can have a proven design and still improve on it. I, I refuse to believe this is the best earbud Apple can make, period. I, I refuse to believe that. Someone there is smart enough to say, we could change this. It would change the product and make it better. That, yeah, that, I would think that, so. That is a fact. And I mean, to get to get to what they, they did change, so they've got a new H2 chip in there yep. for high bandwidth connectivity. People are theorizing that they're basically going to make its own Bluetooth. Ditch Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah, like stop using Bluetooth and use a, a proprietary connection between Apple devices and H-series chips in their Apple peripherals. So, and I mean, it makes sense. I can see them doing that for sure. It does. Um, but again, they did that. But then they, the thing that everybody, high-end audio people and everybody were kind of clamoring for was this lossless audio transmission over wireless. Right. And, and they didn't. They didn't announce it. I, I have a feeling it's in there. I have a feeling it's going to come with a firmware update or something later on, and they'll they're going to release a new high quality audio service or something, and then go and guess what? It wor- it already works with your blah blah blah, and you know, and and you know, and they and they'll just you know put it out to that, and and it'll do be you, a thing. But do you think they could be sitting on that announcement to not? I hate to say this, waste it on the AirPods Pro with its H two. And instead, mm-hmm. are sitting on that announcement for the inevitable AirPods Max, Max. I think so. With H two, yeah, they're going to do that, and they're going to, you know, when they do that, they'll refresh the Pro with like colors or something, and then tell well, just be, that, and, you know. yeah, they'll be able to say, you know, our new, we're thrilled to announce our new Apple AirPods, AirPods Max, blah blah blah, with the H two chip and lossless audio. Also happy to announce that, you know, that's coming down to the AirPods Pro with H2 with, you know, with this firmware update, blah, blah, blah. blah. I I don't know. I just, (laughs) I I can see, I guess from where I'm sitting is then announce them to get why, why this event. You had plenty of things to talk about because I do agree that's like going to be one of the features that's going to get people to go out and plunk down 300 bucks or more for a pair of headphones. Exactly. And I don't know. I just felt like it was very much a, well, we better get these out before the holiday shopping season. So maybe people who have had a pair of pros for a couple of years will be tempted to upgrade. And again, that's business. I get it. But give me the feature. Give me the feature. Uh, Don't just change the number after the letter and tell me it's better. Give me the feature that makes it better. Because really, as I understand it, the main thing is like, we doubled our active noise cancellation. Yep. Cool. It was already really good. Yeah, I want to. Like, I'm really not saying better isn't it better, but it was already really good. Yeah, it was amazing already, and I can't wait to hear what doubles. I don't even know if I'll be able to hear the difference because it was already so good. They they upgraded the drivers in them, which I guess is going to give you better. I mean, the drivers are so small to begin with. I don't. It, it's got to be an iterative change. I mean, there can't be that much difference when you when you have a micro sized driver like that. Right. But anyway, they've they've made some changes to the driver, like you said. They. They also did something with the spatial audio where it's going to be customizable. You basically take your phone and scan your ear with the LiDAR scanner, and it's going to adjust how it does the spatial audio for your specific ear holes, I guess. So, okay. I mean, that's, 
that's a nifty parlor trick. I'll be interested to see how it works. And well, it'd be also, great if it does something. And that comes back to how do I know, like, right. I, I don't know. It's one of those things where, and this, this goes all the way back to our high quality audio episode where it's, I, it's not that I don't believe it's doing things and something has changed. It's somehow better, but how hard do you have to try to actually identify, oh yeah, that did get 4% better. You know what yeah. I mean? Like what's, what's the, or is it going to be like, holy cow, like I can actually hear things all around me now because it's mapped properly. Yeah. And may, maybe it will be that definite. I just question it out of the box. Yeah, me too. And and they've, so the original had, you know, X hours of listening time, six hours of listening time. And then you could charge it in the case to get up to 24 hours of listening time. That's been bumped up six hours. So now you can get up to 30 hours. The, yeah. cha- the the case will recharge it for an additional six hours of time, which is great. You know, that's, that's all good. It's wonderful. I don't know the last time I actually thought about my AirPods battery. Yeah. I, I don't really. I mean, then that, that's not meant as a knock. I mean, it's just, I'm sitting here moaning and complaining about a great feature. Truly. I have spent an entire day on various calls, plopped it on the wireless charger when I got home. And then it was, you know, yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like, about it. They yeah. have a very successful formula there. Going back to my iPhone example, I've also taken them on a long weekend, not brought it and not not thought to charge them because mm-hmm. I'm typically not on eight hours of calls on a long weekend right. either. But with yeah. taking some calls, taking a walk, listening to music, you know, listening to something while I eat, whatever, like gotten through a very, an extended weekend without issue. Like I just I don't know the last time I was like, ooh, I really wish my AirPods got six more hours of battery. I'm yeah. thrilled to get it, but again, that's not the Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna go plunk down my money right now to get yeah, that. I'm gonna go spend another 250 bucks right now. Yeah, and and again, I think that this is the kind of change that you get when you're you, you go to to purchase when your previous version dies. Like you're not rushing out right. there to replace it. At least I'm not. I'm gonna wait till my pros just don't work anymore or don't take a charge anymore, and then I'll I'll go and replace them, however long that is. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not. That was one of the one the lukewarm thing for me about yeah. it was, was that I'm just kind of okay, you know, about that. And, and even the Series 8 watch, I'm like, okay, no form factor change. Great. You got a new chip in there. Cool. It does crash detection. I think that's great. But there, there wasn't a whole lot else for me. And then this, it was kind of like, all right, there wasn't a whole lot for me there. So anyway, the the next thing is they, the, they went on to the, the phone the right one, afterwards. They, so, they, they did. Um, the next one is, is quote unquote, the big one. And again, pun very much intended in a few ways, but... You're going to hear me trip up a few times because, again, there's this. I was waiting for a couple wows that I, it's another case. It's another case of I knew I wanted something, I didn't know what it was, but I'm also not, you know, being ungrateful for new technology, but we'll get there. So, new phones, starting with the iPhone 14 blank. Yes, um, no pro. Now, no. It, let's just skip right to, you know, the, the big announcement. Now in two sizes without having to go to a pro. Yes. You know, so there is now an iPhone 14 and an iPhone 14 Max. Uh, plus. No, plus. I'm sorry. Yeah, iPhone 14 Plus. Yeah. What I mean. Yeah, um, exactly. Now now we get even more names to to trip over yeah. because, yeah. But I mean, 14, 14 Plus. So, and worth noting, no mini. Yes. No Long live the mini. The mini is dead. Like it's, yep. it's, it's, it, we're, we're done there. Didn't work out, I guess. Um, go buy an SE, I guess is kind of the play there. Um, I guess, which they've also, it's, you know, I mean, that's also a bigger phone, isn't it? Isn't the SE? Well, I mean, I guess I, I thought it was small smaller. Yeah. Because it has bezels still. So that's, but I mean, the phone right. itself is still a larger size. It's phone, not tiny. But, yeah. Um, but things for the 14, I, I just like, Really, I guess I can initially sum up 
The only difference I know of between the 14 and the 14 plus is the screen size. Yes. Same, same type of screen, same quality, same mm-hmm. camera system, same chip. Everything's so same. as I go through and do this comparison, I'm effectively talking about the 14 and the 14 plus other than the screen size, which I should just slow down and say the 14 is the same 6.1 inch OLED that um, same screen size as the 13 that it replaces. And the plus is the same 6.7 inch size of the old 13 pro max. Now it's not right. the same screen and we're going to get into that, but just as I do this comparison, that's where the similarities, I mean, that's where the differences end between the regular 14 and the 14 plus. Um, so now comparing 13 to 14, so generation to generation, non pros. So from the entry level, as it were, um, right you'll see where not a lot has changed. No, still, not really. Still 60 hertz across the line, still yep. 16 nits of peak brightness, still has HDR, resolution is the same. I mean, dimensions between the 13 and the 14 are nearly identical down to the fraction of a millimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, tiny amount lighter. Um, we've got a couple newish color options, but nothing to write home about. Um, battery life got an hour, I think, of video playback up, update. Like, I think and that's so, probably yeah, for, yeah. It was it was incremental. Um, it wasn't a huge yeah. A fifteen bionic chip. So okay, I did that. So Not, was that was that an upgrade? Was the thirteen? Did that the have thirteen? A, the thirteen had the A fifteen, but this is where Apple's freaking naming just catches me. I don't remember if there was a difference between an A fifteen and an A fifteen bionic. I just know that this has. I remember them using the bionic word, which I believe was specifically the chip that came from the old Pro. Okay. So, if anything, I think the Pro chip may have come down to the fourteen this the 14. year. Okay, but I guess the easiest way to state it is this is not a new chip. This is Apple now pushing last year's chip into next year's phone, um, which is a little bit of a change for them at, yep. at, the, at this at this level. So yeah, the other change was they brought the autofocus to the front camera, which is which is good. I mean, that's not I'm not downplaying the changes yeah. here. A lot of people take a lot of pictures from the front camera. So an autofocus, we all can agree, is a good thing. So yeah, that is absolutely. a genuine change, generation to generation. Um, did the rear camera system get an upgrade? I'm trying only, to remember on that. software, and I think that's primarily coming more from the iOS from the chip. upgrade than it is from the chip. I mean... Well, I'm, I'm wondering, too. I have to go back and check. This is me not having done my homework. I think that also could deal with... I. I do think there is a subtle difference between the 15 chip that was in the old unit versus sure. this new one, because I think that chip was part of the old 13 pros camera system that allowed it to do some of the computational photography that the it was. Yeah. I mean, do. It, it does, it has, you know, six core CPU, two high performance and four efficiency, the neural engine, all that kind of stuff that perhaps wasn't on or as robust on the regular 15 as it was on the right. 15 Bionic. So it gives, again, it's a little bit more processing power to do some of the computational stuff that's coming yeah. down with the new iOS. But so yeah, Bluetooth 5.3, I mean, you know, nothing too, too crazy here. St- you know, starting price, $799. So right. yeah. Oh, yeah. and okay. So yeah, they did change the camera a little bit. I'm sorry. So the camera has larger pixels for... Um, okay. Like light collection. They're 1.9 micron pixels with an F 1.5 aperture on the, on the lens for the main camera. I think the other camera is, is the same, but the, the main camera is slightly upgraded for the sensor and everything. So 
it gets better low light performance. They say 40, 49%. Again, who knows how Apple measures these things, but it gets 49% better low light um, pictures. So right. Whatever that means. <laughs> what, whatever, whatever, the, whatever that's supposed to mean. Yeah. So cool. I, I'm not, this is the non pro. So it's, it's not that I, I don't know. I'm struggling with the phone because it's like, okay, cool. All this is great. It's kind of like the series eight. This is the phone that everyone's going to buy more than, I mean, yep. they'll sell plenty of pros, but this is just that where it got some upgrades. It got some changes. It looks more or less the same other than some colorware changes. But I mean, mm. it is, you know, the, the same phone with some new features. Fine. A couple things I'm not thrilled about. Um, this one, I'm not surprised. I'm still not thrilled. Still has a lightning port. Mm-hmm. Come on guys. Yeah. Come on. Just Gotta get that USB-C at some point. Come on, I'll, I'll leave it. I will genuinely leave it there. But by next year, I will actually be shocked if we don't see it at least come to the pros. It really should be across the line by that point. I would um, think so. The other change that I have feelings about is eSIM only in the mm-hmm. U.S. Yeah. Um, that, that I don't like it. <laughs> this is the fact that it is in the U.S. only tells me this was the result of carrier deals. Yeah. Yep. This is absolutely without question backroom deals. The carriers are tired of people popping and whatever. And they the, to stand up there on the stage and tell us that this is with the intent to allow it to be more easy to move between carriers. What was hard about removing and changing a SIM card? Yeah, it took two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Now what they're able to control is if you are still under one, you know, if if you're still under contract with one carrier, I guarantee you will have difficulty quote unquote, removing that eSIM until you've handed over all your money. And it's not about cheating people out of their money, but I do this all the time that I pay multiple carriers for multiple things, but I still move my phones around between different plans and different yep. carriers all the time as part of what I do. I Until I until I see with my own eyes that I can as easily do that digitally, I have every intention to pay everyone whatever I owe them. That's not the point. Yeah. Um, I'm not campaigning for people who do cheat carriers out of money by, you know, Ending a, ending a plan and not paying it out or whatever and moving their SIM card. That's not what I'm talking about. But there are very legitimate reasons for moving a physical phone that you own between different plans. And I have genuine concerns about the first time I could be like, okay, I'm going to put my work number on this instead of my personal number. And no, I don't want to have them both on here. And then being blocked because, you know, it's locked I, because down the way I ordered the yeah. phone, it's on some 36-month thing that I'm paying $3 a month for. What like That's... It's so, they're exercising so much control. If this had been universal, that's one thing. That's only in the US, which tells me this is a direct result of backroom carrier deals. And that is hugely problematic. Yeah, it cuts out out a lot of those lower priced carriers that are trying to make inroads into the market. You know, Mint Mobile and places like that where I I don't know if they have eSIM stuff available for those. They weren't in their list of compatible stuff they showed on the screen there was several of them you know like cricket and all those kind of places i didn't see any of that on there so yeah who knows um but yeah i mean that was and you know crash detection on there as well i guess so yeah okay good point yeah crash detection was was kind of a crop they mentioned it a lot there were a lot of car crashes in this uh yeah (laughs) in this event um they spent 
a lot of money on that. But anyway, I mean, it, it's not it's not not a big deal. Again, this this I, I'm confident that feature across the watches and the phones will save people's lives. That's a big deal. That's a good thing. That's technology doing what it's supposed to. Yeah. And then the other thing that they that they talked about, which I was frankly surprised came to the non pro was the um was satellite. Satellite connection came to yes. the non-pro as well, which I I was very shocked about. You know, this is like, you know, you're you're off road, you're in the middle of the woods, you have an emergency, uh, you yep. can't get cell signal there. You can turn on this satellite connection, point your phone at the sky, and rotate until you find a satellite, and it will link up, and you're able to like fill out information. You yep. Know, I'm, I need help. I've, I've fallen down. I, I broke this. I have no water, whatever. You fill out all this information right. to start with and you click connect and then you hold it up and it takes time because it's a satellite, but it processes and sends but you have an option and it yep. goes to EMS or, or whatever. So they can, they can dispatch a helicopter or whatever can get to you. Well, that so, was interesting. I mean, Apple's going to have like response centers. Like there's going to be yeah. staffed centers receiving and triaging these when, when you can't get a direct message through to an emergency right. service. That's that's genuinely impressive. I, yes. I, I will say that that is to me truly impressive. Yeah, it was to me too. And, and that's why, and I was very shocked about it coming to the non-pro phone. I really thought that was going to be a pro touted feature. Like if you want this, right. you've got to go pro. But they they put it in on the, on the base level phones for them, which I thought was a, a smart move. To, to have that on there, it kind of gives them a, a leg up over a lot of other, but like, I, I, I don't think Samsung has any phones that do satellite connection yet. Do they, that are in I like don't the believe, regular, uh, I don't believe so. And, and yeah. going back to it being in the non pro, I will say it was the right move. Uh, I think yeah. it would have been, if you have the technology to do it and they obviously do, I do believe it would have been a mistake to garden that to wall that off into just the quote unquote more expensive it's a safety feature at the end of the day that's what it's there to be this this is a going back to this is a save your life feature and i am very pleased that was not held back for well you didn't get the expensive one so you're gonna die in the woods so now you're gonna die in the woods alone (laughs) i know it's an extreme example but it's like okay i you know good good call good move i I like that but and then, so but, I mean, that's pretty much it for that phone, though, isn't it? There, there was for, for, for that, yeah, yeah th- those are the big things because because that that of course segues us over to the bigger announcement, um, which was the 14 Pro and 14 Pro Max. Um, well, before getting into all the stuff that's new, we can just run down things that are more or less unchanged. Still 6.1 and 6.7, yep. still 120 hertz. So the much better, faster refresh display. I will tell you on the list of things that lock me into getting a Pro. It's not That's just it. it's the shiny one. It's yeah. I, I I'm and I get it. There are camps. Every I am in the camp of if it's not 120 hertz anymore, I can tell, and it is splinters in my eyeballs when it's not. So yeah. that's just that, yep. that is what it is. Um, 1600 peak brightness. I thought it was interesting. It will peak to 2000 nits when you're outdoors. So right. when John wants to burn his retinas with the, the sun, sun and his phone, yes. yep, I now have that. that option. So that, that that's pretty great. Um, b- big, big fan. Um, you know, obnoxious amount of video playback. I, the, the 14 yes, pro max, yeah. 29 hours of video playback. Yeah, not going to lie. I got, I got, I got to see that one. Um, all the sizes we're used to seeing the 128, 256, 512, one terabyte. Not going to talk about lightning ports. Um, <laughs> we're going to come back to the, to the camera system. Cause I know that's where yeah. you're going to have some thoughts. Yep. Um, because these are, I'm going to run through things that are mostly similar. Um, still got the eSIM thing. I, yep. I don't know. This is where I, where I could have 
made the case for, hey, it's the pro one. How about we throw like that's the equivalent of putting a, a USB A port on something. You know what I mean? Like yep. or, or an SD card slot. Give yeah. me the SIM card, man. Yeah, I, 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 you're going to hear me harp on the SIM card thing for a while because it genuinely bothers me. It really, really it does. Would have, it would have been something if they had touted it as like, you know, now our waterproof rating is whatever because we got rid sure. of it. But they didn't even mention that. Mention it. So nope. it was, it, it helped them not at all in that respect, which means, like you said, they literally did it because they made some backroom deals with carriers is what yeah. it sounds if like. It improved the, if, it, if it improved the water rating, they would have done, again, they would have done it globally. Yep. And I get there's sure. also carriers globally that do not support eSIM. So there's that as well. But there are also, I, I, I don't know this, I am relatively sure there are carriers in the United States that, do, to your point earlier, that do not yet support eSIM. So right. I, this one's just going to bug me for a while. But <laughs> so, so th- those are the things that are more or less the same starting prices of $9.99 and $10.99. So that's that there was so much chatter around the iPhone's going to get more expensive. Yeah. But that looks the same to me. Yep, I, I don't, I don't, I don't yep. see a change here. So that's, again, these are net good things. Um, but several things are also different on, on the, on these devices, other than just the number going up, unlike the, the non pros. Um, I'm going to start with the one that's most in your face. Mm-hmm. And that is, I almost could do get it. The worst Say it out loud. Cause I got my quip the, ready. The dynamic Island, the phone boss, the phone, <laughs> The uh, the dynamic island. So everyone, we've talked on this show how many times about the notch. Yep. Um, the notch on the MacBook Pro, the notch on the MacBook Air. For the long, but far before those was the notch on the iPhone, and that is where all of these different sensors are packed into the display into this you know black piece of mm-hmm. the bezel that comes down and the screen wraps around. Well, now the screen wraps all the way around instead of it being an unbroken portion of the bezel descending down into your screen. It is a literal island of darkness um, on your uh, pill-shaped, you know, oval, I guess is the correct term yeah. for it. Um, right like on, an, on a more traditional phone up around where the ear, like the ear piece would have yep. been many, many yeah. moons ago. Um, what's interesting about it is it's a parlor trick in that because the, dis- the display is so good, the OLED display is able to get so dark and the black levels are so good this literal black location on the display is seemingly able to expand, contract and change because the pixels get dark around it. And that is where all of your notifications and controls are going to expand and dynamically adjust around it. If I understand it correctly, I haven't used it hands on, but that's what it looks like. If you go to the website and scroll through, they kind of show you a few animations of what it's going to look like. It it looks very cool. It's it's very gimmicky. This is awful English. I don't not like it. Like I'm, I'm I'm actually, I think it's kind of great. I hate the name. I'm just, I'm on the record. Hate the name. Let's pause for a second on that. Cause they, like we said, there was a live audience there in the room. And that was one of the points (laughs) when they said dynamic Island, the whole room laughed. Like this is a, this is a room full of Apple employees and hardcore Apple fans and Apple news people that live and breathe Apple. And they said dynamic Island and the entire room laughed at them at them. So I I don't think it'll be called that for very long. (laughs) Yeah. So that that's, that's the dynamic Island more to say about it. Once we get it and once once we we can use it, it. yeah, I, I, I do think from a form factor perspective, I don't mind it. In fact, I kind of like it. Uh, I think it's going to be more effective than a lot of the attempts to just put stuff under display. 
I think that yeah. compromises things in a different way. This is a place in which they're leaning into it, making it part of not just the form factor, but the software experience. And I think if done properly, could be very, very smart. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say it's perfect. I haven't used it yet, but it could be very, very smart. So I'm excited about that. Um, one of the other physical changes to this phone, this is where I wanted to you know, nod and hand it over to you, is pretty major change to the camera system yep. in a lot of meaningful ways. And a lot of it's going to harken back to our camera episode, but you know, go for it, Sarge. Like we're, what, so, what, what do we have in our pockets this right. year? So um, the, the main camera has been updated to a 48 megapixel camera. So that is, that's big, but it's also phone camera sensor magic. So you have to bear that in mind. This is not, a 48 megapixel sensor like you'd find in anything else. So basically they, they say it's a quad pixel sensor. So when you take a picture with this, you essentially, if you're taking a regular JPEG, you're still getting a 12 megapixel picture. Right. It takes, it takes it on a 48 megapixel sensor and then picks and chooses and combines using software and everything, all of those pixels down and picks the best of the best and sharpens them and all that stuff with all of their magic in the back end. And, and you'd still get a 12 megapixel picture out of it. It's a fantastic 12 megapixel picture because it used so much data to create it, but still right. at the end of the day, it's 12 megapixels. Now, if you want They're pixel bending at the end of the day, exactly. Yeah. You can get a 48 megapixel raw image Raw, yeah. out of this i recommend you go with the 512 or the one terabyte version um if you do they are yep. going to be big so it's there you know and 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 i think the wizardry that they're doing behind it is is awesome i feel like they're about one to two years too late introducing this multiple mm. people have this already on other phones have been doing it for quite some time it's possible their software isn't as great apple's really good at honing it that's why they took so long to get it out as they were probably beating right. the software to death on the back end to get it to be to their their level and and i think it's going to be great i think it's going to be fantastic for people who use their phones as their primary device for picture taking it's which going, is the vast majority of people yes, I mean, the absolutely. overwhelming majority yep. of people and that's... and what it's going to do for video as well on those phones is going to be fantastic right. so it also increases low light performance by like two yep. times on theirs it's a much better gauge instead of a, a, a you know 49 percent. it's two times more on this one yeah. it's, it does well, going it back to what difference. i've Going back to what I genuinely learned during our camera episode from you, I mean, the, there was the f-stop work on this. There's a lot of light coming into this camera, yes. like in a yep. meaningful, meaningful way. Yeah, it's got a 1.78 um, aperture, which is which is a very big aperture. I mean, they're they're an inch and closer to that 1.2 aperture that everybody just loves for that background blur and everything. Of course, you don't really get as much background blur with a tiny little sensor that you have in the phone. Um, but they can, of course, do it with software, and, and I'm right. assuming that that will work even better now that they have four times the pixels to work with in their algorithms to make that, you know, background, you know, separation even more apparent. So, I mean, it's it's going to be a huge upgrade for anybody um, who uses it as their primary camera, which, like you said, yep. is most people. The other two cameras, you're not going to notice a huge difference. Um, they're, they're still 12 megapixel cameras. They are going to use that other camera to bring in information about the scene and allow the the magic behind the scenes to do more. Your pictures are going, should look better on these right. 12 megapixel, even though it's the same sensor, they should look better on this because it's still leaning on that 48 megapixel sensor to do some of the data gathering for light and, and contrast and all that kind of stuff. And it works all those numbers into the algorithms as it processes the images. So, I mean, I think, it's all in all, it's a huge camera system upgrade. It's the biggest upgrade I think they've ever had um, 
quality gen to gen. Wise, like we'll see yeah. quality difference that's noticeable i believe in the pictures that are coming out of this not that iphone pictures were ever that bad um on no. the recent generation phones but this is i think this will actually be one of those leap forward kind of situations um especially i think after they've got a little bit of time to do some updates um, i have a feeling when it first launches it's going to be great but i think it's going to get better over time as they right. as they put out some updates and, and tweak their software in the background so um i mean it does pro raw uh, for video, um, and, and, um, and, uh, I'm sorry, and photos. So you get like that 48 megapixel picture in the pro raw format. It also will do that in, um, in their video, which means you can shoot. Um, I didn't see if they said it did 8k for video. Hmm. Um, it may, it may only be doing 4k video still on there. That may be something they open up later. Hmm. Um, I don't okay. remember them specifically mentioning 8k. I feel like they would have really like gone for it and gone all in to talk about that. And, and they didn't mention it. So I'm assuming it's still doing 4k up to like 30 frames a second or something on there. So they're not quite hitting 8k on the phones yet, but with a 48 megapixel sensor and all that they're they're getting ready. So the next generation will probably have 8k likely video. be there. Yeah. yeah right. 8k pro raw video, because now all their pro um, computers can edit multiple streams of that and all that kind of stuff so they're they're right there they're ready to make that change but right now it's Makes still be 4k but it's going to be amazing 4k video that you're able to get out of it so right i'm i'm excited to see how it works i'm, I'm probably going to get one simply to just you know mess with the camera and sure you know and all that and plus just i want to get the bigger one that has that battery life my i'm using a 12 currently and it barely lasts a day at this point because the battery is just <laughs> getting trashed so I, i'll be excited to be able to have a phone that, that will last you know multiple days on a single charge that will be pretty cool to uh to have so right. we'll see how that goes but yeah i mean i don't really have much more to say they've done a bunch of improvements on the software and the the image processing and stuff that i feel like we should do a circle back episode to talk about once we're able to get our hands on it and try it out we agreed can, we can talk about it more because right now it's all just apple hyperbole you know we don't we don't stuff. know what's true or not so We'll, yep. fi we'll find out once we get it in our hands for sure. But I'm, I'm excited to try it out. I think that the, the pro was definitely, at least the camera system for me was definitely like the announcement I wanted to hear most. And, and I'm glad it was there. Everything else in the whole thing was just kind of, okay. <laughs> you know, I just yeah, kind of shrugged I, my shoulders about it. So, well, and so far, I mean, for you as the consumer though, like, you know, setting aside podcast, Eric, and you, the, you, the consumer of smartphones and products, Eric, like that camera system really, I, from what I'm hearing is the thing that brought you across the line. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a big jump forward. I, I am tied. Could I have gotten that two years ago by switching to an Android phone? Yes, I could have. You know, right. but I'm t I'm so tied into the Apple infrastructure now. I've been using Apple phones since the the three or whatever. You know, I've right. purchased so many apps and I've done so many things on there. Moving to uh, an Android based phone for my primary would be I'd have to repurchase all of these apps that I use every day, and right. I'm not willing to do that. So yeah. it's gonna you know I'm gonna be sticking with Apple. So when they do a change like this, that's that's a big deal. That gets me to move. I mean, I obviously I didn't upgrade to a 13. I saw no need to. You know, it has the, had the better screen that you talked about, but like you said, I haven't seen that screen yet. So for me, it makes no difference right. because I haven't looked at that screen on the daily. It's not like I have to go back to one that doesn't have it. So now that I'm going to move up to this now. one, like you, I'll never be able to go back to something that doesn't have it. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll see. But anyway, that's that's pretty much all I got to say about that that thing. I'm excited about the camera and everything else. I'm like, okay. Yep. No, I I completely agree. I'm I'm ex. <laughs> I'm excited. Going back to my, my earliest things I said about this event, I'm excited about several things out of it. And this is probably a me problem. I, there were just things, I guess, I was like waiting for that 
I never felt my wallet trying to literally fly out of my pocket. Right. Yep. In so much as that, you know, it's a very traditional thing for me. The night of an event like that, I sit down and I start like planning out, okay, in what order am I going to, you know, if money is a finite thing. Like in what order am I, do I want to get these things? What do I want to trade in? What do I want to do this? And I was like going through a lot of it. And I guess I found myself like obsessing over the details more than usual, deciding mm -hmm. if, how, and when I wanted to do it more than usual. Cause yeah. a lot of these things for me are normally like no questions asked. Like yeah, you're setting an alarm to be there that, when they go yeah. on sale so you can get the pre-order in. Yeah. Yep. Like that's the one I want. That's the one I want to get, you know, are, are we done here? Like that, that really, yep. yeah. And I just didn't get that here for some reason. Yeah. I didn't um, have that feeling this time around either. So I, I just thought that was very, very interesting. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I'm excited to see the the camera system on the phone. I'll, I'll get the um, AirPods Pro when mine die and the Apple Watch I'll probably pick up at some point down the road. I'm not clamoring to get it on pre-order, right. but I'll get it at some point, you know, with that yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah, that's that. Excellent. Well, you know, I think on that on that actual bombshell i think we'll uh we'll wrap it up for this week and uh wait for some boxes to arrive from apple because for all of our again moaning and complaining it sounds like my credit card is about to fly out of it out of the pocket for a couple yeah, of too so yeah. all right well very good well on that one anything else you want to tag on no that's it just uh yeah get in your pre-orders they start in a, they start in like about an hour so <laughs> get your get your pre-orders in cody will be joining us again for next week's episode and we will catch you next time later